Welcome to the Living Fabulously Fierce podcast, a podcast honing in on living with aim. That's authenticity, intention, and masterful execution. All of this as we journey through the process of self-discovery, self-definition, and self-distinction. I'm your host, Farah Bernier, talent management executive and certified coach working with fabulously fierce women across the globe. Join me as I share coaching tips and resources that you can apply to your own journey to living fabulously fierce. And as an added bonus, I'm never doing this alone. Each week, I'll introduce you to one new guest joining me to share how they live fabulously fierce. Do keep in mind while I'm here for you and we'll take on this journey together. This is not meant to be a substitute for live coaching engagements. To find out more about coaching one-on-one, you've got a few options. Please feel free to visit www.farahbernier.co. That's www.farahbernier.co. Or you can email me at farahbernier at gmail.com. And of course, the Living Fabulously Fierce handle on Instagram. With that, as always, I'm so excited to be here with you today, so let's jump into today's session. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Living Fabulously Fierce podcast. I am so excited, no shocker, to be with you again today. I always start off that way, but I'm especially excited because I know we're supposed to be on a break um, from the last episode of the last season, um, and I I, want to jump into what I've been up to Um, why I'm back here with you today and provide some insight into what you're really in for in the way of a unique and special guest segment today. So where have I been? What have I been up to? I have primarily been focusing in on this coaching program that I've been in, cranking through um, a great deal of the, the requirements that are required are needed to submit for my final portfolio, which the deadline is coming up soon. Don't worry, on my way. Um, and also just focusing in on me being coached during this time with an extraordinary coach um, who's been really introducing a number of new things to me that I just wasn't aware of in the coaching space, which is why I love this space. There's always something more to learn. Um, also facilitating with me more reflection in areas that I didn't realize I I needed to spend even more time on in a deep and more meaningful way. So it's been challenging, but the right type of challenging. I am just getting better at better, better and better at being more and more me. Um, And that's been phenomenal. And also, you know, trying to live my most fabulously fierce um, self-care focused well-being life as I possibly can in these interesting days and times that we're in. I actually just got back from some time in Southern California, which I didn't even realize how much I needed it, but multiple days by the pool, lots of time at the beach, um, so much in between and just a good time. Um, So that's what I've been up to. Why am I 
back with you today. Well, um, part of the requirements for this program that I, I'm in is to execute a reflection exercise on the journey, on the experience. And there are really no rules, no criteria. It's just reflect. There is encouragement to be as creative as possible. And one of my colleagues and friend in the program whom you've been introduced to in the past, Elisa Johnson, who was with us last season, asked if I'd be open to doing an, a segment or um, a, an episode with her and just chatting about both of our experiences to reflect on what it's been for us um, and then share that as our reflection exercise. And um, with her permission, I actually, uh, and, and permission from the sense of just making sure she'd be comfortable since this is um, really her idea, extended that invitation to a few folks who've been in this journey with both of us um, and for me have really um, played very special parts, uh, not only in the program, but they're just really good people that I am now so honored to have shared space with, um, have in my life, partner with them um, in this work, and also just have newfound friendships that have quickly um, transformed into a small community that also now reflects part of my tribe. And so that transitions, um, segues into what today's guest segment will be. We will actually be sharing our group reflection with you. You get um, to listen in to the reflection of six different coaches, including yours truly, on what the coaching journey has been for them through this program. And I did have a pause when Elisa and I talked about it because I thought, well, how does this tie to the purpose of Living Fabulously Fierce, the podcast? And the more I thought about it, I thought, wow, this is actually very much about living with aim, authenticity, intention, and masterful execution. And I have to tell you, these women actually give me pause sometimes about the masterful execution piece um, in terms of, you know, maybe it's time to transition that from masterful execution to masterful excellence because they each just operate in this space with such integrity, respect, cultural dexterity, and honor that um, is, is, to keep it simple, just so special. And I have the honor of sharing that with you today. And so that's what our guest segment is going to be all about. You will have information and insight and candidly a great deal of wisdom coming from five other coaches um, who have a lot to share um, through their own reflection with uh, you about this space, their learning, their growth, um, and how they're planning to continue to live with AIM um, as coaches who have invested in themselves in the same journey that I have over the past few months. And so with that, I'll take a quick break, but that's what today's episode is all about. Um, just being vulnerable and transparent um, and sharing our journey as ongoing, ongoingly, yep, 
that's a word, gonna make it up right there. Ongoingly develop, developing coaches and sharing that experience with you. And also for the purpose of if anyone resonates with you, I highly, I stand by each of these individuals as I've benefited from their insight, experience and wisdom and encourage you, if anyone resonates with you, please do reach out to them. Um, they're phenomenal coaches and you would benefit greatly from partnering with them if that is, is your desire. Um, and so with that, we'll take a quick break and then we'll jump into today's guest segment, which is a hour, an hour long reflection um, that you just get to listen into. I hope you enjoy it and we will, I promise, connect very soon after today's episode. Thanks. Welcome everyone to our guest segment of today's Living Fabulously Fierce podcast episode. As I shared in our intro to the episode, I am really excited to share the voices, insight, and experiences of some of my peers in the coaching program that I've highlighted um, in the past with you. And so just to kick us off, we're going to go around, have each person introduce themselves and share just a little bit before we jump into a lot more that we want to share with you today. So with that, I'm going to pass it over to Becky to get us started. Thanks, Farah. Uh, my name is Becky Barrett, and I am I have a company called Becky B Coaching and Consulting. And as I think about the Hudson journey, I think for me, especially sitting with all of you women in this space, I feel just really grateful. The only word that keeps resonating. Grateful, grateful, grateful. Nice. Thanks, Becky. <clears throat> so I'm Courtney Birch-Webster. Um, you can find me at CourtneyBirchWebster.com. And um, I wrestled with the word and wanted to break some rules, but I've landed on one, uh, inspired. And I'll pass to Elisa. Uh, thanks, Courtney. Uh, I'm Elisa Johnson, and I do uh, executive coaching and consulting. I'm principal of Inspiring Talent Solutions. And similar to both Becky and Courtney, really been inspired through this. And my one word would be, this journey has been really adventurous. Thank you. And hello, I am Beth Simmermeyer. I'm a board member and now coach. Um, you can find me at eascoaching at gmail.com. And I'm glad no one took my word yet. My word is insightful. <laughs> I'm glad no one took my word either. <laughs> my, my name is Nita Zada, and uh, my word for this experience is invigorating. Thanks. Those are awesome. Thank you so much for sharing, everyone. And ba based on the intros, and by now, um, for those of you listening, um, what you'll just take away is that we've been in this journey together now for a few months um, and connected at different points in different ways. And in the spirit of uh, what Living Fabulously Fierce is all about, living with authenticity, intention, masterful execution, in my experience with Hudson, I, that's been my feeling. It's just been a lot of focus on AIM. And we have this assignment, as I shared earlier, that we have to completely get to complete. And Elisa had the wonderful idea of just kind of doing this group reflection and I extended it to a few more folks just to get a breath of insight that we could share. And so one of the things that we wanted to hone in on in our reflection as a group is 
what um, was our intention in taking on this Hudson journey? I know for me, it started off as pretty simple, already a certified coach, but wanting to continue my learning, my development. And I've gotten so much more out of that in the way of insight, um, ex more experience in coaching, excellence in that learning. And also as these folks here represent new members of my own tribe. So part of my intention was pretty simple, but it's yielded so much more. So if I can throw it back to you guys, just to, to learn what was your intention um, as you kicked off this journey um, of Hudson and I'll kick it off to Beth, uh, who's come off. I think you're ready with something. Well, it, you know, I, it's evolved a lot, I will say my intention. So it started with, I had a three and a half decade career as a leader and I, and I was known as a great coach. And so I thought I was there to sort of perfect my skills and get a certification, but I thought I was already pretty good at it. Um, and I don't know if you want me to go into what my intention has become or wait on that, but it's very different now. It's become very different. Wow. Uh, well, first of all, I realized that what I'd been doing for those three and a half decades was actually consulting and mentoring and providing advice based on my experience. And I quickly learned that coaching is much more about, yeah, your experience informs your intuition about where to go with the conversation, but you're really not supplying answers. You're, you're assuming that the client is really very resourceful and has the answers. They just need help to discover them. So my intention has evolved to be really unlearn some of the things I had done before and instead, um, you know, really learn how to be a coach, learn how to lead from behind, build my network. And um, so it's been a great learning journey and one that's a lot bigger than I really set out for in the beginning. Yeah. Thank you. I think that is so, it's so true, Beth. And it makes me also think of coaching I've received that wasn't coaching, <laughs> right? And I think I, I entered this with really the same intention of sharpening skills, learning, you know, all of that kind of stuff. And I think it's really transformed for me into embodying and being a different presence than oh. I, than I anticipated. It's less about, okay, here's the checklist of all the things I learned and more about integrating it all into showing up in a new way for clients. There are so few spaces in our culture where we can do that for people or people do that for us. So I have just found it, what you said really resonated. So thanks for sharing that. My intention initially was uh, also um, around, you know, something very concrete, similar to, to Beth, but it's evolved in a different way. I've always uh, have loved and had a passion around learning transformation and particularly for leadership. I really wanted to become a coach too, because one thing I noticed is that uh, in particularly um, people of color um, are really un underrepresented in this field. And when you look at all the statistics, you know, in the C-suite, in boardrooms, we're not doing all that great of a job, even though we've got such great focus on this with uh, uh, corporations. And so I know that for me personally, every coach that I've had uh, is someone, you know, who's Caucasian, which is great. I, it's not because I didn't learn. It's just that there's different kind of challenges and things you navigate. 
So I really came into this with the intention of really wanting to become a great coach who can focus on uh, emerging and executive leadership uh, to really get that rippled more into uh, organizations and in terms of having a network, having some readiness. And what this really evolved into though, for me in terms of reflection is the interior self in so many ways. Um, it's really where I find our confidence and courage comes from when we look inside of ourselves. And that's been the adventure of this is really doing deep interior work myself so that I can become better at serving others and pulling out that resourcefulness in the answers that they have. Oh, yeah. I think that that really resonates with me. You know, when I... um when I made the decision to um, join the program, I, I was working in research and development in a technology company. And my role was to humanize technology, to um, make it work well for society. And, and, you know, to do that, I had to use all aspects of myself. You know, I'm a member of the queer community. I'm a Palestinian American. And I found that um, as I tried to work through this more and more and do my job, it became harder and harder to be authentic. And, um, you know, it was years of really struggling. And I think when I joined the Hudson program, what I really wanted to do was create the person I wish had been next to me through all of that. And mm -hmm. had been like, you know, this is the way maybe you should perceive these things. And I think a lot of what we've talked about in terms of creating resilience in our clients and being able to help people find their own strength um, and perceive what they're kind of going through has been really a lot of what I've learned in this program and the friends that, you know, have come together you know, all of us have come together through this. It's been a beautiful thing. It has created some ease in my heart. And um, I'm very thankful for that. Oh, man. <clears throat> I'm, I'm pausing because I really am just kind of uh, soaking in. I, I just thought, oh, these listeners are going to be able to hear you all. And I'm like, I get to hear you all. Wait, I'm with you all. And, <laughs> and part of that was, um, you know, I joined this training um because I'd been a coach for 13 years and I was certified and had a bunch of different certifications but I I was approaching this as a master's program but really kind of like breaking things down and I think I had even said like I'm just like taking it down to the ground and then I was like wait a minute I can include some of the stuff that's there you know um but it's been a really really cool um journey to be connecting dots to be seeing how things that maybe I had done in the past and then had discounted like, well, that's just kind of like a, I'm in quotes, a coachy thing to do, like asking someone for their life story, like, I don't know. And then finding out, no, there's like substantial research that would inform why we would do that in terms of family system, how they respond to con, like there's lots of, lots of stuff there. So it, it was an opportunity really to connect dots, to really, um, dig in foundationally to the underpinnings of so much of this, the research, the data, and um, right alongside that, and is, is, is kind of where I started when I was acknowledging you all, is the community. I've um, I'd been exposed yeah. to the community of Hudson coaches and had seen just brilliance and generosity. And um, I was like, yeah, I wanna be part of that. And then to hear you all, I'm like, see, this is it. This is, this. I don't have to say like why, like this is it right here. So um, thanks for bringing us all together, Farah. 
Yeah, yeah, of course. And thank you, Lisa, for the idea. I mean, truly, I think for me, and I hear this resonating across the board, is the intention was foundational, not basic, not simple, but foundational. But the experience has yielded so much more from that intention. And when I think of if if all of that is foundational, how how beautiful, but with that, definitely so much growth. And I think part of that for me was really embracing to Courtney's point that this program, this this journey is known for building and fostering community. Um, and and this is, you know, our listeners don't know this, but this is truly safe space. Each of these individuals have been phenomenally remarkable in my experience in this journey. But part of my challenge was really embracing this experience with vulnerability and coming to that with a level of transparency that I usually don't. And because most of the spaces I'm in, I'm the only, I'm the only black person. And so joining into Hudson was again, the same experience. And so trying to practice vulnerability was as much a challenge for me in this space as it has been others. But when I think of the growth and what I I also wanted to practice and get out of it, that vulnerability, that transparency was enabled because of people like you. Um, And I could literally go around the room, if you will, um, and point to very specific things. But I think it all boils down to what Courtney's pulling on is it's the community that has come out of this um, in the journey because it does require so much introspection, so much reflection and really honing in on your why. Um, Everyone who's listened knows why coaching has been so important for me. It has been because too many times I'm the only. Um, And so that's part of my my journey in this, but it's also because I wanna change that. And so this has been the first experience in which trying to grow with that introspection and reflection, the yield in the community has really been immeasurable to me. And so I I thank you all for that. And I also point to what an opportunity for growth for all of us in our, our respective journeys. So if you think of for your own growth, what was the biggest area of growth for you um, in this experience? You know, fair that, you know, it's funny because I, I think I had a different answer in my head, but as I was listening to you, I was reminded to how resistant I was at the beginning. You know, I, I, I was like, you know, watching everybody. I was like, can I trust you? Can I trust you? I don't know. Like, you know, like, you know, can I tell you what I really think, you know? And, and I would have to say it's learning to take the chance to trust and, I think that has been something that has not been easy, but has been so supported by this group of women here, for sure. Um, but the program does do that. You have to find your way through that that trust experience and, and where do you put the trust and, and how do you do that work? And I think that has been a, a major change for me that I don't think I really realized until I had this conversation right here, which is that, yeah, you know, at the beginning, it had been a tough journey coming to Hudson and I was like, yeah, we'll, we'll see, you know, and now I'm like, oh yeah, embracing it completely. Yeah. So for me, the biggest learning probably has been to be present. So I, as much as I've always talked about it, I don't think I ever was in my corporate journey, 
And our listeners don't know that probably that you spend a week doing something called life forward before you even start the coaching sessions where you go deep on yourself. And I was in the process of, I, I lost a parent that I was very close to. I was deciding to retire from a 34 year career. My kids, I had two go off to college within a day of each other for the first time. And so I was kind of lost. All my identities were changing and I was used to multitasking. So I would be talking to you, but I would be thinking the 20 things I had to do in my head. And I've really been working on the presence and how to just be with who I am, because that's, you know, they teach us that that's a big part of coaching is just to be present for the client and to really be with them and they're, you know, behind them, but with them in their journey. And so for me, that's been a really big change. And it's, helped me through some big transitions I've gone through in the last nine months. I'll capitalize on that, Beth, because it is, uh, the growth for me is around listening to the voice of wisdom versus my ego in many ways, and allowing silence to really just penetrate, getting to that presence and When I was joining, I had chosen uh, to take a sabbatical, a very bold move uh, to actually just resign from my 25 year plus career in uh, executive leadership and just take the time and space for myself and um, being able to restore. So the biggest growth zone and continues to be a journey for me as well is that, um, you know, that those moments of silence that we just allow that and to allow the wisdom to breathe further, uh, because again, um, it, it, that's where the, you know, we talk about this in terms of soft skills in organizations. I mean, that's really where we exude our getting back to, I go confidence and courage. Um, it's not in the space of the technical, I'm the expert at this or that, but our connection with ourselves and our connections with each other. Oh, yeah. All right, I'll say something here. I'm, I'm inspired by you all. And I thought of, oh, that's my word. Um, I, I feel there's something around bravery. Um, just being braver in the moment. I think that, you know, one of my reflections when I started the program was that I felt like a superpower was creating a really safe space really quickly, people, you know, and how to be um, leaning into being, being even more fierce. I can be fierce with love. I can be fierce with championing. I can be fierce with a lot of things. How can I be fierce with that bravery and that truth? And and I'm, I'm not saying that I wasn't telling the truth and didn't have, you know, hard sessions with people, but there's another level now that um, is available to me based on this work and this program. And so how to be, and how to be braver in service of that client and, and, and have that be part of the fiercely loving them and, and how to be um, including what's happening in the session. Um, one of the things that I thought was really interesting is there's a lot of, you know, there's different readings that we've done and, and different work around, you know, crucial conversations and, and feedback and all of those things. And I think there was a part of me 
maybe at some point that thought not during the program, but was like, oh yeah, as a coach, I need to help my clients have those yeah. fierce conversations, give feedback, be open to feedback. And I was like, oh, hello coach. You need to be really comfortable yeah. in that space as well. And I feel like that is an edge that I am just going to keep my shoulder into in a, in a really um, positive way, not in a like, oh, I'm going to keep pushing, but just keep my shoulder against the pressure because I think it can be easier to slip back into like, oh. so um, people can't really tell what I'm doing <laughs> in a podcast, but I'm, I'm leaning in, I'm leaning into this. I love if that. I, I love the shoulder. Yeah. If I can just pull the thread on that a little bit, Courtney, because you said something that I think like you just said it perfectly in a way that articulates, I think what a lot of us are feeling and experiencing as a point you made of, I wasn't, it's not that I wasn't X before. It's not that I wasn't fierce or a good coach or um, good at holding silence, all the things, right? And, and this came to mind for me too, Lisa, when you were talking about holding the silence, you know, these are things that we probably did do, you know, or in some form or fashion brought our full selves to the experience, but now it's just about the purposefulness of it, yeah. right? So you're... The being, I mean, I don't know that you can't be fierce. I think that's just your default mode of art. So of course you've always been fierce, Courtney, but it's like, what I'm hearing is there's an added uh, leveling up of that fierceness and it's about being purposeful. And I, I think that's the biggest piece for all of us, not to you know project, but as I'm listening to you and as, as I've experienced each of you, it's kind of like, again, the foundation is there the experience is there. It's not that you weren't yourselves or uh, inauthentic before. It's just another level. And that level is just about purposefulness. Mm. So just wanted to pull on that because that resonates a great deal. And sorry, Becky, I think I cut you off. No, I love it. I think it's so good. Um, I, it, it connects to, I think my feeling of growth, it really came out for me when I had to review all the logs and go through all the stuff train you know looking through my voice and my notes from the beginning to now I mean there were some really humorous moments for myself <laughs> and it I think what came out was you know it partly has to do with being a person of color it partly has to do with I was a pastor for 20 years a woman a female pastor for 20 years yeah. I feel like my whole journey has been about feeling like all of these moments where I'm like, one of these things is not like the other. I just feel so alien. Like I am an alien. I am totally different. Even around personal things like parenting or being in a marriage, you know, when you voice like some of these, I don't know if you guys know, sometimes relationships are difficult <laughs> and having people react, you know, against some of those things. I feel like the biggest growth for me has been when I feel that ping of I am different, I yeah. lean into that. Like now that to me is an indicator of some things at work here. And I really think that happened because of being in a relationship with people like you, where I did come across different or we did feel different from each other and people got curious with me and it inspired me to get curious with myself around what does make me different. And maybe that's my niche in the world. Maybe that's the thing I can bring to the world instead of shrinking back from it and feeling like, oh shit, I got to rein that shit in. I'm like, yeah. no, I'm going to lean into that now. And yeah. that for me has been, I think, the biggest growth 
trajectory. Oh, that, oh, that really resonates with me because, you know, so often in my past, you share who you are and you're just othering yourself. You know, you're just pushing yourself further and further away from the group. And you're so right, Becky. It's not like how it is here with us. Like it's it's like it's almost like you are being pulled in with gravity by by sharing who you are and your thoughts and your experiences and what's authentic for you. Oh, beautiful. The space of the safety uh, as well. Um, we could only be vulnerable if, um, because we can feel like we are uh, perhaps taking the courage to step in and think about the fact that this is a safe space. Um, you know, Hudson does so much around experimentation. And I know for me coming into cocooning, cocooning was all about unraveling yourself. And I had very many different identities throughout this time because I was experimenting. There were days I didn't know who I was <laughs> because I'm unraveling uh, to cocoon to get ready to, you know, metamorph here, you know, get some metamorphosis. And, um, and that's the transformation. And so that is, I, I, you know, I'm, as we're all talking, I'm going to imagine if, if everyone felt like that they were truly in a safe space for experimentation, um, to really become the best of themselves, to become more fabulously fierce. And what a different world this would be in so many ways. Yeah, huge. Yeah. Eric, can I add one that it, it doesn't build off of that point, which I thought was a great point, Elisa. Um, but I was just thinking about the use of intuition. And yeah. in my corporate career, I realized I used my intuition a lot, but when I would have some sort of intuition, I would then spend a lot of time finding the facts to support it because facts ruled the day. And uh, now they've taught us much more about if you have intuition about an area you should probe or a question you should ask, try it out, You know, try it lightly without attachment, if it doesn't work, you know, no, no loss, but if it works, it could be really powerful. And I'd say most of the time it's been working. So I've gotten much more confident in using my intuition, but understanding that if it's not right, there's no real downside, it's just try it. So that's been really powerful and applied to other areas of my life. And I love that, Beth, because you said this in the very beginning and it just stuck with me. Um, you said it's now for you about leveraging your experience to inform your intuition. And the depth of that is huge, especially in this experience for us, um, because that never goes away. And now that's an offering to our clients. And, and that's huge. And you're right. It, there's no right or wrong. It's it's my intuition. Let me bring some of my experience to that. Hey, let's play with this for a little bit. Does that resonate? No? Okay, cool. Let's move along. Yes? Great. Let's move along. Um, so I love that. I think that's huge. It took me a while to understand that because up front, I struggled with the people want to be my coach because they look me up on, or want me to coach them because they look me up on LinkedIn and they see my extensive experience but then I meet with them and tell them what coaching is and isn't. And I, I'm not going to yeah. use any of that experience explicitly in the coaching. And one of the faculty at Hudson helped me understand, yes, but it informs your intuition to know where to go with the conversation. Like, 
ah, okay, then it all fits together for me. So that's been a big, big learning. Yeah. Yeah. And I think like when I think a lot about my clients and I think how they like, in many ways, it's like beautiful partnership is created and very much informed by what we were you know, talking about, about the intuition and how we kind of handle, hold things lightly. Um, and the experimentation that Lisa was talking about, you know, you have this space where you can try things out. It's a safe space between you and the person you've decided to partner with. And um, so much tied into the way Hudson talks about presence and, you know, um, resilience and helping people understand what, where they want to go and what they're going to do. And hundred um, percent, it's, it, it really is a beautiful way of thinking about interacting with other people, you know, and how to help them. I love the way you tied together the point Elisa made about safety with the discussion on intuition. That's exactly right. They're so hand in hand. It's nice too, because it's not all or nothing. Like as you're talking, I'm thinking sometimes our intuition's 10% accurate, right? Like we tend to think of it as complete and safety feels the same way to me. Like there's been some moments in this mm -hmm. Hudson journey that I haven't felt safe. And it hasn't been like, I don't need to other, I don't need to freak out. I need to trust my, my nervous system and move, you know, move through it in a way that brings me back to the work I'm supposed to do in the community. I need to do it with the people that, you know, spur me along and teach me and that kind of stuff. So it, it stops it from being this, like, really, you know, your intuitions are good or bad or some space is safe or totally unsafe. Because um, sometimes space is unsafe, but it's challenging. And sometimes it's unspace, unsafe, but it's, you need to get out of there immediately. So I don't know, some of those edges have been sharp, that have been dulled for me. That is, it's really been helpful for things not so charged, maybe. What that brings to mind for me, Becky, is around the stories, uh, getting back to, I love Pam McLean's, selfish coach and you know the narratives that get created from when we're very young and so we can talk about safety but the question too becomes is it our own perception that it's not safe or is it really safe in in ways because to your point there are many times in Hudson too that I felt unsafe but the difference is I had to step back and go what's my story in on this for a moment and test that out and also remind myself that you have a story and you have a story and we each have our own stories that we just don't know about but we make our own story up <laughs> these assumptions and so it brings me back to the point of courage again a little bit too on how many opportunities I can have to be courageous and step in completely based on what my story is uh, in my head of whether or not this is true or not for safety. And, and then, that's part of the experimentation. Sorry, I cut someone off. No, 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 keep going. No, no, go ahead. That, that was my last point was, you know, part of the experimentation and the deep learning. Yeah, and I, I, I kind of see it as a balance too. And you all have helped me see that balance more palpably. And, and what I mean by that is, I mean, Pam's, first of all, just such a gift to all of us, truly. 
Um, and that book for me was so eye-opening because beyond the experience of life forward and then jumping into HCC one and the journey was this reality that there's stuff at play internally, including our stories, Elisa, to your point, right? And then even when you check yourself, you do need safety to either be checked or acknowledged. And I think that's the beauty of not only this experience, but just the power of coaching, right? So I think even I'm thinking of two recent situations um, and we won't belabor them here, but I had a story in a particular situation and it wasn't great. And it was based on my own history, based on previous experiences. And I was doing a lot of internal checking. And then lo and behold, Beth Simmemeyer pops over <laughs> and didn't even in a good way, in a very productive way, allow me to sit in that checking when the reality was, no, this is not okay. And mm -hmm. I'm handling it. And I will thank her forever for that. <laughs> right. And I, I think, and, and you were engaging with me as a friend in that. And I think that also translates to the coaching world. I think that's what it is, is that balance of, we bring our stuff. We do. This is why we have to be careful of projecting. We have to be careful of transference. We have to be careful of how we see ourselves in a client, whether good, not so great, or indifferent, right? And also honor that there are realities in the story that are important to make good explorative moves, as Sillsby would say, to make a decision. Um, and then also note that that's what makes the world go round, right? We all have these within us. The opportunity and the exploration is checking it, but having the community to also check in with you in that checking in, because otherwise I think it can get far too easy um, to not embrace acknowledgement while you embrace courage and, and bravery. Yeah, I'm, I'm just getting this image of, you know, X marks the spot. We were talking, you know, you're talking about, you know, uh, ourself as instrument and, and um, leader as coach. And it's like, well, where am I now? I love that there were continuums and it's not like, well, here, yeah. oh, as a coach, the perfect place you must always be. It's like, no, where am I now? And so really checking like, where am I now just showing up based on what's happening in the world? Where am I now based on what might be happening with this client's story? What, what might be happening, you know? And I, I heard that in so much of what you all were talking about is that like presence X marks the spot. Where am I right now? And, and what do I need to know about that? What's important about that? What is my, Beth, I loved when you said that um, our experience informs intuition. Did did, when the way you said it, it actually sounded kind of like the way Pam would say it. Cause I kind of make up when some really wise things I'm like, I hear Pam and there's brilliant <laughs> leaders all over the place. And, and Hudson, don't get me wrong, but Pam, uh, Beth, did she say that to you? I think it was her sister, Tony. Okay. The, In my brilliant. first oh, yeah. event session. That could be yeah. serious. We don't want to give credit to the wrong sister. That could get, <laughs> we could get into the family, Hudson. <laughs> 
right? And I then we check yeah. ourselves and go, what was that? Yeah, yeah. so I just, I, I love the idea of this map and like, where am I now with empathy? Where am I now with courage? Where am I now with whatever? Um, and then getting really intentional about it, about how we're going to Context, context, context is, is what I hear you pointing to um, and how real that is. Um, so I love the, I was just going to say what I love about that um, is your point, point, Courtney, like, where am I now? What's happening now? Um, that's, that's powerful. That's really powerful. Sorry, and Becky. also how, how you always get better, right? I mean, not every day, right? It's not entirely linear. Kind of, you know, there are days I'm better than others, I know. But just how it's constantly looking for insight, self-reflection, applying it back. I mean, it's just such a fun journey to think I'm going to just keep getting better and figuring out, you know, learning from others. And I love their community of ongoing learning. So it is a journey. It's really an exciting one, fun one. Becky, I was just going to add it. It just, it just reminded me too that like the self-compassion too, that mm -hmm. when I think of the whole person, I also try to remember, I am also a whole person and I have a whole life going on. And when I try to bring in the persona of coach, rather than being honest about, Hey, this is what's going on in my personal life. So I have to be attentive to that. It's going to affect me being courageous in this moment. It's actually helped me do those things versus try to separate it, but it integrate it more. Not that I'm sharing it, but internally I'm honest about it. Uh, that is, I think, important for us too, to be kind to ourselves around, mm -hmm. you know, what's going on for us as a whole person too. Yeah. What, oops, sorry, go ahead, Courtney. I was just going to say that I feel like um, I left out the client was like, where am I? Where am I? It's like, <laughs> so that we can be in partnership. Of course, we're including uh, the client. Um, and Nita, I loved how you said, you know, partnering, we're partnering with this person and it's, it's an honor, right? To be invited into someone's journey. And, and however, if it's for one session or what kind of engagement it is, it's just, it's, um, it's incredible to be invited in to somebody's life in that way. Yeah. And that also brought on a thought too around, uh, I, I, I mean, there were so many great and wonderful and rich books that I feel we got to dive into, but Getting back to the the client as well, um, Courtney. Yeah, this partnership. I mean, Mary Beth O'Neill, you know, coaching with backbone and heart, and how the whole um, profession of coaching has involved because so much of it, I felt like was bent before in many ways around the consulting, and at least in my experience. And getting back to Beth, your point around too, it's, it's that experience people would reach out to you for, right? Uh, similar. And, and what you learn now in coaching is that, no, it's actually got to change it on its head. And, and the balance, though, I comes into that backbone and heart. We can add the heart. The heart is really necessary and important aspect to it, but it doesn't mean we give up the backbone, the results that organizations want, the results that the client wants as well, that is going to, um, you know, that is going to transform their performance. 
So this has been um, uh, this has been really just great in terms of the whole person that we've talked about, which is what I love about the Hudson model, and then the supporting tools that have really been provided that get to that whole person in in a rich in a rich deep way. And with that, with our whole persons and understanding that this has truly been a journey for us, you've pointed to, you know, what your intentions were when you started the program, what your growth areas were, um, and, you know, all of the in-between of that, including just the general experience we've had with each other um, and the program at large. As you think about all of this, what's one thing you are planning to take with you forward um, as a key priority um, post-program? Elizabeth. I can jump in and say, so as part of the program, we have three feedback sessions on recorded live coaching sessions we do. And for the listeners, I know you all know that. And I just had my third feedback session and they're just always great sessions where they tell you all the things you did right and they're really affirming. But she opened my eyes to the fact that I am, she being the mentor coach, I'm doing a very good job with the what questions but not going deep enough on the whys. So I'm trying mm -hmm. to go one level deeper and really understand what's driving some of the actions and thoughts. So that's my next learning edge. I'll say there was a, a part of the program where it was keeping that, you know, our, our coaching provided log and what was going on with the client and, you know, the, um, where they were, where the client is in the methodology and then some reflections. And I, I was, I, I, full transparency, I was resistant to that. I was like, oh, brother, that just feels like a lot of work. And and it has been so cool. I have loved that part of the process, truly. And um, I think it's going to be the thing that, you know, I've said inspired was my word. And I am inspired to just keep, you know, leaning in, as I said, leaning in, where can I be braver? Leaning in with reflection. I think that intention on an intentional reflection practice, I mean, I've heard Pam say that a bunch of times. I don't think she's just saying it just to say it. I think that there, and I found the value of it by doing that, by, by keeping those um, notes in, in, in a different way than I had before, especially with checking with, it just, it's keeping, um, I think there's a, a rigor and an intentionality around it that will help with that kind of X marks the spot. Where am I? Where is the client? Where are we? Where are we going? Where have we been? Um, yeah, that's me. This is a hard question, Farah, because there's so many. <laughs> I never areas I want to break. <laughs> this is theology. Why are you asking such difficult questions? <laughs> I, I am going to anchor back as well at the beginning around uh, adventure. And I am a lifelong learner. And so uh, the adventure in this space with coaching is, um, so I, I mean, concretely what that means for me is I have intentional um, aspirations to get a mentor coach, you know, a really strong mentor coach, one-on-one, -on -one, helping me take a look at um, 
my videos and, and other areas to go, you know, to best point, you know, hers was around what's the why mine has been around. How can I be more succinct, which is odd because I used to get evaluated that I used to be too succinct in my organizations that I was always all buttoned up and here in coaching, it, it just is interesting for me. I'm not as succinct and that's the learning edge around this. And so um, so it's going to continue to be an adventure of what I'm taking away. Yeah. I love that word adventure. Go ahead, Nita. Sorry. You can go ahead, Becky. I'll go after you. Oh, I was just commenting on loving that word adventure. It's inspiring to me. Go ahead. Um, yeah, the hard questions for, I agree. I, I think one of the, 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 I should say the thing is that since I entered with the desire to create the person I wish who had been beside me, and I think, and I know that I have created that through this program, I, I have that. I think the only thing I can think about is that I wanna continue nourishing that. Mm -hmm. um, there's so many ways to do that. It's it's through the clients I work with. It's through the, the experiences I have with you all. It's the things that I read, the things that I write myself, the way that I perceive the world, how I interact with the world. But I think that's pretty much going to be my focus. Like I need to nourish that because I don't want that to go away. I love where I am now. Yeah, It's so beautiful. I love it. Uh, I, for me, I think it's, I'm taking forward trust. Just mm -hmm. the word that keeps coming up for me as we wrap up this journey. I think it's a lot of trusting my intuition, trusting myself. Fair, I love your podcast and I love the work you're doing. And as you all were talking, I was thinking, I have gotten through my life by being fierce, but I forget I'm fabulous. Yeah. So for me, it's kind of trusting that, like trusting I'm actually okay, I'm good at this. The work's gonna come, it'll be meaningful. Trusting the client, they're in a process and it's beautiful, they're resourceful. Um, Trusting my husband will support it. Trusting I have partners in the work like this. It's all trusting my body. Some point during Hudson, I started referring to my body as she. I've always done somatic work, but I forget my body's actually not a thing out there. It's not working against me. I could actually listen to it. It's telling me things all day long, like have some water, you know, <laughs> real simple, but just that trust of ourselves and all the things that I don't think I'd integrated that before. And so uh, I think. I think that's what it is for me. And now I want some water, you know. Yeah, everyone, hydrate to dehydrate. <laughs> um, oh my gosh, we're all so connected in so many different ways in the, the similarities. But the thing, the biggest thing for me is joy. Um, and what I mean by that in this context is I have always, always, always loved this work. I always, always, always consider it an honor to be um, in someone's journey in this way. I mean, last uh, week I was on vacation and had a coaching call and someone said, you're gonna do work on vacation. It's not like, I truly love this work. It makes me so happy. Um, through this experience though, I have learned that I can have joy in this work. And I didn't realize that I wasn't keeping space for that. I tried to be joy. Um, I think maybe each of you heard versions of this, but that is important to me to be a reflection of my namesake. My name means joy. So I always bring that or try to bring that. 
but I've always been happy in coaching. I love coaching, but I have found joy in coaching through this journey. And that's what I'm taking forward. Um, and there's a part A, B, and C to that. The part A is, um, to Courtney's point, the post-session self-reflection. I'm doing that now after every um, every coaching session, and especially on the somatic piece, um, because that's an area of real curiosity for me. My coach through the program um, has been phenomenal um, in in that experience, and he said that's that's one. Um, Mary Beth O'Neill's focus on your signature presence that stuck with me the moment I read it, um, and I've been really honing in on that more. And then the last piece of that joy factor that I'm continuing to bring forward is all of you, candidly. Um, it has meant so much to me to be in this journey with each of you. And the, the piece of this that I think I brought, and you'll have to keep me honest, with bravery and courage was that vulnerability. What was that transparency? Some of you I've shared things with that I've actually never even realized I never shared with anybody before. And that... Um, those seeds have yielded me so much out of each and every one of you. And now you stuck with me, sorry. Um, and so that's what I'm bringing forward. Um, and I'm gonna practice that right here, right now. I didn't think I was gonna do this, but upon reflection, I wrote um, this piece. I've been writing a lot, especially after my coaching sessions with my mentor coach, Karen. And one of the pieces that just flowed out was when the tribe appears. So that's the end of my piece that I'm bringing forward that I wanted to, I'll just read it to you as a thank you to each of you. Um, they say when the student is ready, the teacher will appear. Valued beyond measure in the imparted wisdom and guidance transferred, the teacher is a blessing none can do without. Yet beyond this appearance is a deeper, dare I say, more fortifying arrival. It commences with an oft unconscious summoning a pull from our knowing before we even know. A draw that stems from the yearning we yet cannot define. We encounter the swirl, the spin, the distance of distancing. All that which sparks the need for alignment, belonging, care. Our ever-present strength and resilience is then confronted with our humanity that which we circumstantially learned to live without, we suddenly realize is the prerequisite to our very existence, our very presence. And so the arising begins. The beloving of self from self from others is confronted. The confronted gives way to the delicateness that not only invites, but welcomes the community. The community forms the tribe appears. And with extended head, heart, and hands, the loving beloveds embrace and extend. The embrace is of the Sawabana kind, bringing into being all that is you. The extension is of the mirror, bringing into seeing also all that is you. Alas, when the tribe appears, there's purposeful alignment. When the tribe appears, there is the welcomed being. When the tribe appears, there is the required connectedness. When the tribe appears, there is the honored delicateness of self. And yet there is more. When the tribe appears, 
we appear whole in all of our fragments, strong in our much needed fortification, light in all of our confronted darkness. All that is, all that is to be, all awaken and arise when the tribe appears. Thank you for being an awesome tribe. Thank you. Oh, Sarah. that's beautiful. Oh, thank Jeez. you so much. <laughs> thank you. And so with one minute left, I knew we would go right at time with no extra. <laughs> um, I hope for, well, first, our Hudson faculty members who will be reviewing our, our reflection exercise here, that this meets, exceeds the mark. Um, and we thank you and especially um, a number of us have pointed to our Pam just to be under the, the wisdom that comes from her directly and then through the, the leaders and the program, just depth of gratitude. Um, and then for our listeners, we hope this has been insightful to you. My intention also was to make sure that you see all the beautiful coaches you also have access to. Their information will be included in the show summary, including contact information and details about their practice. So please, please, please um, reach out to them um, if you'd like a partner in your journey. And with that, thank you again for joining us for the Living Fabulously Fierce podcast. Thank you, Hudson, for this opportunity. Each and every one of you, thank you for being you. I gotcha. Thank you. Bye-bye. Yeah. Thanks, everyone. Bye. Big love. Hey there. As we end today's episode, just one quick reminder. Living Fabulously Fierce is all about building community in this journey to living with AIM. With that, I really would appreciate you just doing a couple of things. If you haven't done so already, please hit the subscribe button for the podcast. And if you're really enjoying these sessions, please do leave a review. We want to make sure that it's easy for folks to find the Living Fabulously Fierce podcast and have it recommended to them as a resource. But the best way for us to do that is to have more subscribers. Reminder, click that button. And to also leave a review. Finally, if you really, really love the podcast, don't be stingy. Share it with your network. All of this just takes a few minutes and it will ensure that the support needed to keep the podcast going as a free resource to as many people as possible is definitely in place. So again, please subscribe, review, and share. Thanks so much in advance and I'll catch you in the next episode. Thank you.